Alright, what's up guys? This is um our new podcast we just started and we finally decided on a name. We're gonna be called the Three and One. Three and One. So it kinda has a representation of a bunch of different things. Yeah, Ty's not here. We usually have three people on we're here. Gonna ha- we're gonna start having three people on here, so that'll be a a big move that we're gonna have. So this is the start of the new podcast. So this is Russell Leach and Kyle Glover. And this will come out every week. We'll try to come out every week with a new podcast. Um, we're gonna mainly focused on basketball, basketball but it will cover focus. most sports. Most sports. So um, today is March twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. We're covering it in the middle of the Loyola Chicago and Oregon State games, so we won't do any of the games that are going on right now. But we will talk about the future. Then, yeah. And it will just sound weird if we talked about half the games, but then the other half are still playing. That is very true. All right. And we're going to talk about the trades that have gone on over the week, uh, different March Madness moves, and teams that we think could make definitely teams we think could make the D one jump. Yes. And I mean, it's going to be a fun ride to see what we can do with it. All right, Kyle. Let's get into this episode. Let's talk about our final four predictions for March Madness this um. This coming up week and I guess, how long is it from now? Uh, I think it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Next Saturday. Alright, so let's see who I got. So, right now, as the time that we're filming this, we got the game between Oregon State and Loyola going on. So, how do you think that's going to go? I think Loyola's going to pull out because, I mean, they are the better team. They're on the roll and... They have shown that they're the best yeah. team They've in their bracket before too, so, far. so They've definitely been here before. Um, yeah. Two years, was it two years of 2017? 2019. 2019, the year before they, they went um, all the way to the final four. with some big old upsets. Alright, so my final four prediction would probably have to be Alabama, Gonzaga, um, Wilson, Baylor, and then... My number four would definitely probably have to be Houston. So those are my four teams. What about you, Kyle? I got Houston, I got Bama, I got Arkansas, and I got Gonzaga. But Loyola could beat Houston since their star player's out with a hip injury, so that's a game to watch. That is very true. I was watching them last game. Who did they play last they game played, that they were? Uh, it was Rutgers. Rutgers. And, and it was Young, a really Bama's close lost game. game. Yeah, because he was... He was struggling with that hip near the end of the game, especially. Yeah, he somehow got off on that, though. He, he was still going off, though. That was a crazy performance. So the next topic we are going to be going over right now is NBA injuries over the past, I guess, two weeks where it's been pretty it's bad. Been, this whole season, it's just been hitting a lot of players more often than most years. So most notably, let's see right now who's most notably injured. So we got... Kevin Durant, Melo Ball, LeBron James. LeBron James doesn't usually get out that much, so this is a big deal. This is like his, what, second or third big injury of his whole career, just about. Yeah, it doesn't happen that much. He's mainly missed maybe two games off. We also got got, um, Joel Embiid out. Joel Embiid, I mean, that's... I didn't see that because he's a big man. He's playing... Big man, yeah. And with how this season is, the big thing is, is that they had the shorter offseason, so they didn't have as much time to heal, especially if you're in the bubble. Because yeah. if you see the teams that uh, weren't in the bubble, 
their players more healthy because they had more time to heal. I but mean, like even even Curry, he wasn't playing in the bubble, and he's still like yeah, he's, it's he's still, still getting him. But like if you With look like the Pistons, bone. they weren't in there, so they have more time. They have less people getting injured because they had more time to heal. The team had more trainers like to be able to watch. Like they had yeah, more but material. Yeah, on to like the Rockets, especially they were in the bubble. Like, I mean, most of these players weren't even on their team at that point. Yeah, I mean, like, there's what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players that are out for them right now. Yeah, on uh, on Saturday the twenty seventh, they have seven players out, and they've traded for almost all of them, and they're all out. So I mean, this is just a different year. I think this is gonna happen for all sports. It's not gonna be just basketball. No, it's not just be for basketball. But like I think that this can be a special year like last year, to where it's not going to be as big. Like, the more physical players are the ones who are getting injured. Like, if you kind of play back, you're not getting as injured yeah. that much. I mean, even L.A., they have their two best players out right now. So what's your take about how um, their season's going to go, especially how we don't know how long these uh, players are going to be out for? Well, it says LeBron's going to be out for four to six weeks, which is not normal for him. Not and normal, Anthony yeah. Davis probably won't be back they for a couple months. They don't have a timetable. So, so I'd say... What's going to happen with the Lakers? The Lakers going to drop because they, they have not gonna... proven that they can play without, da- without, without Davis and James. They're not even able to play that well without Davis. So I do not think that they could do too well. I'd say the team to watch right now would probably be maybe the Warriors with their young core. I think the Warriors and then the Nets as well, especially with... No, the, the Nets, the, Kyrie Irving. So? Kyrie Irving's been taking breaks even, to even with, um, go out with family issues, which, I mean, I mean it was I his birthday, that, so he left. With, like, Katie's out too. with all these other players and that they're getting and all these trades with Harden, and they even got Blake Griffin now. They might. I don't know. It's just they're iffy because their chemistry's not completely set already. That's true. So I don't... I don't think they're a playoff team. I think they'll do good in the regular season, but none of their players have ever proven, except Kyrie, mm-hmm. who's not there at the time. None of the players have proven they can play in a playoff game. Yeah. What is your hot take on the trades that have been happening over the past few days, right before the trade le- deadline ends? Uh, the trades this year have proven some teams, like the Magic, the Magic have just given up on the season. They're going all in on their rebuild. So are the yeah, Thunder. Gordon the, and Vucevic, all these people. Like, they basically oh just told their fans, hey, we're not going to try for the next few years. We're going to try to rebuild and be good in the next few years. Uh, the Rockets have proven that their new GM has no sense whenever they man, trade like Oladipo. Out here, man. Yeah, he's being like, he's Houston teams just of, aren't aren't doing good for the city because he traded Oladipo for Avery Bradley, Kelly Olenek in the 2022 draft pick swap, which is basically, that's our last piece of the Harden trade. So we got really, we got a bunch of bench players and a few picks for Harden. That's not nowhere we wanted. We have had, we had Karis LeVert, which I get he's, he came injured, but still he's a better choice than uh, yeah. Kelly Olenek and Avery Bradley. Even though I Definitely. love Avery Bradley, how he plays, he doesn't... He's a very defensive player. He's a defensive player, but he's not a star like how the other players are. Yeah. So what about you, Russell? Um, yeah, these trade deadlines, man, it's just crazy right now. All these players are just like going off. A lot of them are pretty small trades, fairly, I'd say. But the, the biggest ones are definitely, I'd say, Victor Oladipo and that steal with the, the Heat, and then also this Bulls trade with Vucevic involved. So um, what are you thinking about this trade with the Bulls right here? I think the Bulls are the team to watch right now because 
Now they have Vucevic, who's a top center in the league. And then they have Mr. Explosive. They do. And they have him, they have Zach Levine, and uh, even though they traded Wendell Carter and Otto Porter, Otto Porter was a huge, uh, was a huge uh, pay cut, basically. They yeah. bought, he was a lot of money. He costs more than Vucevic does at the moment. Yeah. And Wendell Carter Jr., he's a young player who looks like he's going to do good, but I can see him just kind of fallen under with that but Vucevic is going to help them a lot and with Zach Levine that would give them a great job and they give someone for Lowry Markinen to look up to as he's growing as a player yeah so it's happened earlier a week ago yeah about a week ago PJ Tucker got traded to the Bucks the Bucks got PJ Tucker that was quite an interesting trade yeah it's not a smart move I don't think because PJ Tucker even though he's not a top player He's still a great glue player. He plays great defense. Great he's defense. An effective scorer if you need him. And he's... On that small ball, he was doing his thing playing defense. One of the greatest defenders. Men. And, like you said, he was guarding only big men. So imagine if he's guarding young small players like he will for the Bucks. Yeah. And in return, we got DJ Augustine and DJ Wilson. Even though we got two picks, we still trade them our 2022 first-round pick and a so second-round pick kind of like swap. a swap just about. Yeah, the, I mean, the, it's the just not a... 2022 and 2023. The Rockets are not making smart moves. I do not see them doing anything for the next few years. I see them falling out and probably mm-hmm. in the next two years being one of the bottom teams in the league and being like the uh, Texans and Astros soon. So the, with the myers Leonard thing, that happened, what, that was two weeks ago or so whenever he did that... Uh, he said the, the slur on... The slur on uh, live stream. When he was on live stream playing COD, I guess, right? Yeah. And, I mean, the, the league went crazy. Not just the league, but I would say the Heat specifically went crazy. Yeah. And they ended up having to trade him for Trevor Ariza. Yeah. No, this is, this is the trade was before that happened. Was it? Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. No, he may have been. I'm not sure. All right, let's check real quick. Wait, no, it wasn't because he's still on the Heat. That's right. Yeah, so, yeah they traded the him away. So that was... That was after the thing, because yeah, I think it was about the 12th or something like that when that happened. Yeah, I'm surprised that he went for anything, because, I yeah, mean, I he he's just toxic at the moment, because you can't play him, because then fans will get mad, especially... Yeah. I guess they moved to kind of like a higher, like a more northern place to kind of get him away from that populous place. Mm-hmm. This is a big trade right here, these three teams. There's a bunch of... It's a good amount of young players, and also some... Uh, good role players for these few teams right here. I mean, Daniel Tice, it was this matter of time before he got out of before he Boston. got out of Boston, man. Yeah. They need a big guy in there, don't they? Yeah, which is why they got Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner is a great player and I think that he could become a great like even better for that team. Yeah. And especially with how the Celtics have built their team, if they can get one more piece, I think they'll be set to go pretty deep. Yeah. And, uh, Russ, what do you think is the most underrated trade? Mine is the uh, Marquise Chris trade. They It went under the radar a lot whenever it happened. Mm-hmm. But the uh, Golden State Warriors traded Chris De- uh, Marquise Chris and cash considerations for the Spurs draft rights to Katie Lalane. And that's a big trade because, basically, Marquise Chris is a good player and... Kaylane, I think he would be a great player going on. I just think that it take it will be a few years. Yeah. So what I got out of this 
for the most underrated trade, I would say, is the, the Lou Will Rajon Rondo trade with the Hawks and the Clippers, right? I mean, both of these players got some buzz around their name. They're both they both been in the league for a good while. Yeah. I mean, Rajon Rondo's been in since I think it's gotta be the two thousand two thousands, two thousands, right? I think two thousand two maybe. Like man, and then Lou Will, he's been he's been all around the he's league. He's been winning awards for years. Yeah, he's been six, six man minutes. all around the league. Yeah. How many teams has he played for? He's played for he's at least played for five, five I teams, guess. I guess, right? Yeah. So I mean, these players got some buzz around their names. Lou Will last year, he had that big headline where he got in trouble. Yeah, and then names his son Six. That's his yeah. first name now, so that way it's kind of a momentum. And then Rajon Rondo, I mean, he's had. I think Clippers win that because he has the playoff experience, unlike Lou Will, because he played on those Celtics teams who were dominant in the East for years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, with ACU making the the big upset against Texas, what are you thinking about these teams that could jump from D2 to D1 within the next few years, Kyle? Well, with me having to watch – a bunch of these schools, like especially in the South next year, with me going to Monticello, I think that, which is a D two school, yeah, D two, uh, in the, uh, Great American Conference, I think that Northwest Missouri State could do it. Uh, West Texas A and M has been dominant in multiple sports. They're actually getting a new stadium right that. now. Yeah. So I can see them easily. I doing think that. the thing with Northwestern Missouri State though is the is the thing that they got, what, two, maybe three good sports that could possibly play D1, but other sports. I was taking a peek at their uh, website with their other sports that they play. I saw that softball lost 6-0 to zero against another D2 school, which is um, really big. Not the which goal. I don't know how that would work with them playing D1 in all sports. Yeah, and you can't just make that jump unless you're in hockey. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, I personally don't like that, that they um, make it like that, where you can't play one D1 sport and the other ones are different levels yeah i just think that it would be interesting to see how they would make the moves around mm-hmm. for that type of thing to happen because then you'd see like vanderbilt if then gonzaga may make a football team at that point and put them in d2 yeah that is true and uh, i mean it's just gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see if another I mean, team moves yeah. up because like like you said acu came up yeah, last, 2017, 2017 and they made the playoffs yeah. twice already Beating so UT, anything could happen like man number three in there and, and we, went, the we went to that game against that Nichols State. He, they yeah, killed we, them. We were looking there. for a, a close game there with number two and one. Being like, playing I think, and 35 I points. Mean, they won. They destroyed Nichols State. And then they also did that with Lamar University, too. Yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if I. And they're moving another, to WAC next year, too. I yeah, with how they're making those moves, I wouldn't be surprised if another team tried to make that move like they are. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially because I've heard about this. Um, the Abilene Christian, they have a bunch of um, athletes coming to their school, especially because they're number one when you open up those sports schools. They're the, high, the they're first, the first name you see. see so like if you're foreign, you just kind of click that name and you're like, yeah, oh. I mean, especially with their track team. I yeah, mean, their track dominant. and cross-country team is so good because basically other country, if you're from another country, it's kind of like, I'll click that one, then you move up. Yeah. I could personally see Lubbock playing D1 basketball because, I mean, they're dominant every year, but I don't know about other sports, man. It's kind of rough in their other sports. Yeah. So, I, mean, I don't know, because if they could do that, I think Monticello can maybe make a move up because their baseball team Possibly. makes it deep in the playoffs almost every year. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's, that's kind of a, some of these kind of bias on my part, though. 
because that's where you go, yeah. You want to play some D1 sports, huh? Yeah, that'd be a big thing, especially for these D2 schools. If you have that move, then you'd see, yeah. like, these small uh, D1, these small D2 schools get a bunch of big D1 players because they want to apply for a D1 yeah, school. Yeah, I can definitely see Abilene within the next few years getting some big recruits and, like, Especially after this game, because they've got... After beating UT. I was they got, like, $15 million after their... After they're winning against UT from like I know, they're gonna get some money fundraisers. And they're gonna be able to get some new complexes, facilities, new uniforms, new uniforms. Get these kids coming in. They're gonna get some big recruits, I think, within these next few years. I wouldn't be surprised if Especially Abilene becomes if Abilene wins the whack next year because if they I can definitely see without their players coming and in. And if not that year, the year that I graduate in twenty twenty two, I can see a bunch of kids in my my uh, class going up there to play basketball. Yeah, I'd be surprised some if these smaller name, schools three or four stars. I wouldn't be surprised if some of these smaller schools, especially like Oral Roberts, because you've seen recently, oh, yeah. it shows this Loyola, year stuff like that, that any team could win a game, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be surprised if I could see some big like three star, maybe some, maybe some four stars. Well, uh, four star Patrick Baldwin is torn between Duke and Green Bay, Wisconsin, right oh. now. Wow. Well, his dad, his dad coached them, but still, yeah, I've I mean, never heard a, a player big, that like a that torn. Star going to small school like that. I can definitely see Abilene within the next few years going up and Yeah, making some moves around, maybe making a bigger conference. And uh, especially with, what's it called? Uh, HBCUs becoming big. That's another thing. I wouldn't be surprised if HBCUs make some big moves. Jackson State in football. Jackson State, man. They're FCS, but I could see them going FBS in a few years to move up. Mm -hmm. And then... uh, I mean, I just see a lot of different schools making some big moves coming up. For sure. And then Texas Southern this year. They made a surprising they, move. They, they got pretty big, and they made it to the they made it to March Madness. Yeah, but, that I mean, they got out first round. But, but I mean, still, I mean, you make the, you still make the pretty big. That's a big thing to tell your recruits that we made it last year. 